0: Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Casey Disclare here. hope everybody's enjoying the start of their day as much as we are. We've got Coach Brian Kyle hanging out in the studio today. We certainly appreciate his time. We're going to have a fun 90 minutes of sports talk throughout the next, um, well, 90 minutes until 1 o'clock. We will be live. We're going to have Stan Gravois on the line in the next, <coughs> next segment of the show. Stan will be chatting with us about all the things happening in the world of local sports. Um, That's going to be our Terrebone General Tuesday interview on a Thursday. Stan was occupied on Tuesday. Said, hey, can I push that back to Thursday? We certainly oblige. Now we also got Turtle, Taylor Griffin, who will be joining us at 12.15. (coughs) Excuse me, Turtle usually joins us on Wednesday. Again, same thing. He was occupied at a client yesterday. So he said, hey, man, can I come on on Thursday? Absolutely. So we're going to be very call-in heavy today. Uh, because we like to chat with Stan for 30 or so minutes. We like to chat with Taylor for 30 or so minutes. So we'll have a lot of calling guests, or or those two calling guests, eating up a lot of the show today. We're also going to talk about some things happening in local sports. And you know LSU football got their 2024 schedule, which is interesting. They'll be hosting Oklahoma in Tiger Stadium. We'll talk about that. Be hosting Nichols in Tiger Stadium. A lot of folks are very excited about that. We'll talk about all that. Uh, But first, leading off local, I wanted to touch on a little bit. I always like to open up the show talking about the things that I saw the day before. I went out to AAU basketball yesterday at the Lockport Recreation Center. Uh, We covered, uh, what was it, Thibodeau Express, Ball Hard Elite, and the South Lafourche Flash all getting some work. Um, All of those teams are extremely gifted, extremely talented, playing hard, working hard, putting in the effort, and man... These are middle school kids, coach. So these are kids that are about ready to be going to high schools around the area. <clears throat> and I, I could speak especially from Flash's perspective. And Ballhard Elite was doing some of it too. And, you know, Express was a little more wide open. But <clears throat> for Ballhard Elite and Flash, they're running a lot of the stuff that, like, South Lafouche and Central Lafouche, or whoever it may be would run. So how much of an advantage is that whenever you get kids in the seventh eighth grade who are coming in and they like already kind of sort of know the plays like I mean that, that feels like that would be a big advantage and that's what a lot of kids in the area are doing right now man they're they're learning uh, playing hard and uh, it was the coach Bourgeois, the Lockport middle school coach actually said that they went to an AAU tournament recently. And counted as many as like sixty or seventy Lafouche Parish players who were in that tournament. So man, that's just incredible. Everybody's staying busy over the summer.
1: Yeah, I think it's huge where they can go in the summer and play in these different leagues. And when the coaches of these organizations agree to uh to run the offense and uh, things from the high from what the high school does, I think it's uh, a tremendous advantage. And you got to give those guys uh, a big shout out for the job that they do and. Uh, just for the, over the last few years middle school what what these and especially our local coaches what they're doing in the on the middle school level is also tremendous is going to help the high school programs out because they're having these open gyms uh, workout sessions and and, and, and and just like six seven years ago it, it wasn't happening but it's happening now and that is going to definitely help <laughs> The, uh, the the high schools out and I, look I think uh, Keegan Polka deserves a ton of credit because uh, he started out on, on uh, at a LCO middle school and now you see Coach San doing it uh, Coach Allen at Lockport uh, they were getting some uh, work in the summer so I think it's a tremendous advantage and to see them playing organized ball and, and not street ball it's organized
0: ball it's uh, it helps. Damien told me he had, I think, 40 kids at his last open gym, and that's incredible. I mean, you do the math. If you figure you keep 15 on each team, that's more kids than what you're going to actually have in your program, right? That's just incredible, the numbers that you're going to have over the summer with some kids getting some work and and, you know getting some quality time in the gym. And and it's
1: boys and girls. Boys
0: and girls, absolutely. That's that's a big help off our girls' program. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. you were wearing some interesting colors today.
1: Man, I, I was I was waiting for that. Did you ever think you would see that?
0: <laughs> My man Coach Kylie is in a purple and gold shirt today. I was like, what's going on? Like, so here's the thing, man. <clears throat> um call Houston, call Mobile, like whichever direction you like to evacuate in, like get your room because the storm's coming, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I knew it when I put this on. I said, Casey's going <laughs> to get a kick out. I got to go visit him with this shirt on.
0: Oh, yes. You yes. ever thought
1: purple and gold would be?
0: I, w- I would have never. It. Knowing your, your brother's allegiances, I would have never thought that would have been a, a business shirt. Well, his wife uh-huh. says it all. Now it all makes sense. Very nice. So, yeah, the Tigers open up the College World Series on Saturday, and we'll chat with Stan about that. If you are Jay Johnson. Are you throwing the ace of the deck in the opener?
1: 100%.
0: Yeah, I talked about that yesterday, is that, look, man, you start worrying about tomorrow, you're going to lose today. Um, and, yeah, I think that that's going to be the thing that they're going to do. <clears throat> but I am a little bit interested um, because, and again, I mentioned this yesterday, he said on Sunday, game two, he said, man, I'm sore. I'm sore as hell. And he said, I'm usually not sore um, because he he mentioned with the whole rain delay fiasco of warming up, getting cold, warming up, getting – he said he threw way more than what he normally does. I'm just a little concerned that in his next start, he might be a little more human than normal, and that could potentially hurt the Tigers.
1: Yeah, this rain delay nonsense. I mean, I, I don't get it. I,
0: no, I don't get it either because it was rain delayed and it wasn't raining.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. But, I, I, look, I think the Tigers are going to be all right, but – you got to throw your ace. I mean, game one, you, you, you can't afford to play from behind. It's the College World Series. I mean, all teams here are good now. Every – you can't afford not to throw them.
0: So, LSU did announce their 2024 schedule. We don't have the dates. We just have the list of opponents. The Tigers at home will be playing Nichols, <clears throat> South Alabama, UCLA, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, Alabama, and Oklahoma. And this is 2024. This is not next season. On the road, we'll be playing South Carolina, Texas a and Arkansas, and Florida. And a neutral side game, we'll be playing USC. Um, interesting thing to note. A, you're playing two Pac-12 schools, UCLA and USC. Usually, teams only play one big non-conference game. LSU's playing two. Um, another interesting thing to note, and I didn't notice this until I saw fans complaining about it on Twitter. No Mississippi State, no Auburn. LSU is gonna <clears throat> not play Mississippi State or Auburn for the first time in ages. <clears throat> I don't know that I necessarily like that, <laughs> um, but when you welcome two extra teams into the conference, you got to do what you got to do.
1: You seem like you'd want to stay with trend uh, tradition, a, a good bit. And I think they try to at least a rival game, but <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be strange not playing Mississippi State. I think was that the game normally. Right around after Thanksgiving.
0: Mississippi State was usually pretty early in the year. Uh, and heck, the COVID year was actually the first game of the year. Uh, but Auburn was usually kind of a, a later game.
1: It, it, it's just going to be a little different. But uh, it's a one-year schedule. Who knows what they're going to do after that.
0: Yeah, who knows? Who knows who's going to be in the conference one year after that with the way things are shuffling. Let's get a break when we get back. We'll go to Stan. It's play-by-play and Keely B. We'll be right back after this.
2: The music on the bayou. The all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM.
3: While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff, the Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an
4: experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business.
3: Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you come on in and check them out special apr as low as 2.9 percent for 60 months on 2023 chevy equinox hurry before it's gone chevy find new roads golden motors 15101 highway 3235 and cut off on the back road Three two five one thousand. price is priority 2.9 percent apr with approval through gm financial see dealer for details state bank
0: and trust company has provided cajun banking Serve just the way you like it for now 70 years State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That State Bank and Trust Company, still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community.
2: Attention event managers, Joe Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair, or festival, let Joe Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joe septic at viscom.net. That's joe septic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. There's
6: no combination of words I can put on the back of a postcard. No song that I could sing, but I can try for your heart.
0: Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just Clear here. We're joined by Coach Brian Colley in the studio. We go to the phone lines and do our Terrorbone General Tuesday interview. On a Thursday, we have Mr. Stan Grabois on the line. Stan, what's good, man? How we doing?
5: Doing well. I'm actually at Cypress Columns over in Gray, Louisiana. We have our induction tonight for the... Bayou Region Hall of Fame. So we're trying to get ready for that.
0: Tell us about that, man. Look, you and I talked about it a little bit on Saturday. I know that if anybody's listening hopes to go, they may uh, not have any luck with that. Uh, but it is a wonderful class that's being inducted in, some great athletes and some historic people in our area. Tell us about that, man.
5: Yeah, this is obviously a yearly thing that started around 2017. We've had a class inducted each year. This year it'll be Laurie DuPont. Greg Harding, uh, Harry McCullough, Dalton LeBlanc, Jesse Miles, and Coach Pat Zush, who are going to be inducted. Uh, we do this at Cypress Columns, as I said a little bit earlier, on a yearly basis. They are terrific hosts for this event, which is really nice, too, as is, is quite honestly, it, as much as we're sort of perver- preserving history, we have a nice meal, man. <laughs> there is like, I understand it's pan seared, pork chops with some kind of praline, pecan, uh, cheesecake. So I'm excited much about the meal, probably about anything, everything else. But you're right, we really don't have any other seats for anybody tonight. It's all sold out. I think it's going to be a lot of fun just to sort of celebrate, you know, Coach DuPont and what he's done. A lot of people don't realize how good of an athlete Greg Harding was and what he did in the CFL up in Canada You know, Harry McCullough played a long time in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Uh, Jesse Miles, a terrific athlete at LSU, and then went on and played with the Denver Broncos, Coach Zush in his state championships, and Dalton LeBlanc, who was an alternate on the 1968 Olympic team. But also, you know, he ran with John Carlos and those guys. If People don't know who that is. Obviously, in 1968, they remember those guys going up on the podium, right? But the fellas who were trying to sort of advocate for African-American rights with the fist up, that was, that was, that was Dalton LeBlanc's teammates, you know. So uh, a lot of history, and we are very happy to do that on a yearly basis.
0: <clears throat> you have told me several times that one of the things you like the most about this is when you go and get a chance to meet with the, the athletes or the families of the athletes and you hear their stories and you hear the different things that they want to talk about. What are a couple of things that stood out to you when you were doing that process this year?
5: Well, one was Dalton LeBlanc related to some of the races he raced. He ran against O.J. Simpson in the Coliseum in Los Angeles, and I thought, wow, that's, that's impressive. Uh, I think Coach Laurie Dupont having 229 wins, when you think about that, that it's a 10-game season for football, And a lot of times in our area, you don't even get all 10 in because of Hurricanes. To have 229 wins is phenomenal. You know, you think of people like Ralph Perry, and you think of people like Buddy Marcello. Those guys never had 229 wins. That's that's phenomenal. So that's very, very impressive. Jesse Miles, you know, the guy led the SEC in rushing one year, and for two years was a leading rusher at LSU, and that team had – dalton hilliard and gary james on it hokey guys on of course that's when they were really young being uh dalton hilliard and those guys but but just the amount of talent we have in the area that sometimes we don't pay a lot of attention to is really sad
0: yeah for sure man look let's talk about this speaking of talent in the area we are um gonna be sending another young man off to lsu man kylan billiard gets the offer over the weekend and I had heard once the offer was made that, like, yeah, um, be on alert because this is going to turn into a commitment really soon. Sure enough, a couple days later, he makes his verbal pledge to Brian Kelly and his staff. Another Terrebonne player going to LSU, another wide receiver going to LSU. Man, that's good stuff.
5: It is good stuff. And yesterday, again, I went and at Terrebonne 7-on-7 seven seven session, which is really special. Because Tyler Lewis does a phenomenal job. You had Riverside Academy there yesterday, HL Bourgeois, South Terrible, CCA, <laughs> Ellender Memorial. It was a who's who of high schools there yesterday. And I got the inside scoop on, Kaylin, quite honestly, because uh, a young lady that I taught, I'm very good friends with, and occasionally we chat, and she kind of knows what's going on in that world. And that's Julie Baudouin, who works for Rivals, was there. And she was actually there because she knows the family, obviously, of Colin, and she was instrumental in everything that had gone on. And she knew the signing was happening ahead of time. So this was like at 8 in the morning, and she was there telling me that they were going to be doing the official signing later and everything. She told me it was all about that camp, too. And she said it's it's sort of a different day and age when it comes to recruiting. You could be a no-star person like Kalon was. Which is exactly what he was. No stars, nothing. You could go to one camp, and if you look good and you get an offer from an SEC school, you automatically become a three star prospect. And I thought, well, that's pretty interesting. It happens that easy. She said, yep. And then the next thing you know, you're getting offers from a lot of people. So if you can get out to a camp, it's impressive. And then the next thing you know, all of these dads and moms and coaches at 707 to come and talk to Julie about how do I get to this? How do I do this? There are some kids that are on Terrebonne's team and HL. I think you guys saw HL for the spring game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. There's some, there's some horses, man. There's some guys who look really, really good, and they're going out to some of these camps. There's a bunch that are going to be heading to Houston. And I, I got to tell you, he won't be the last billyot um he may be the last like sec lsu alabama type kid but we're gonna have a lot of kids in this area signing there was another young man t stewart from Terrebonne high and he's going to be playing at a big school somewhere that kid looked really good centerville high school had a kid yesterday that's going to be playing on the next level somewhere that julie was telling me about that's big time so we got a we got a few coming down the pipe right now that I think we're gonna see be, you know, playing really big time football on the collegiate level.
0: LSU baseball gets a transfer portal commitment from a young man uh from South Carolina. He was the starting shortstop for a lot of the season, also pitches, two-way player. Uh so man, look, I, I was mentioning this yesterday. LSU's into the college world series, and we'll talk about that. But boy, it just the way that the Jay Johnson's approaching this. I mean, heck, He's doing a mid-game interview the other day, and he's talking about, you know, hey, uh, you know, I hope everybody in the transfer portal's watching this. You know, like like it's crazy how these guys spend every second of every day recruiting or selling their program in some form or
4: fashion.
5: Yeah, and I think LSU has a terrific promotional department. You were in that department when you went to school there with MassCom and how they putting things together and they're getting it out there on social media. So you got a kid at... You know, South Carolina, or you got a kid who's playing on the West Coast who might have had a good year at a Pac-10 school or Pac-12 school, and he's thinking to himself, I'm going to get in the portal. Look how fun it is at this place in Baton Rouge. I wonder if they would consider me. I think as strong as Bat- and it is in Baton Rouge right now with LSU related to their baseball program, the portal's going to make it that much stronger. I think they understand it. Related to baseball, I, I can't say basketball, and we'll see what happens with football. But I think they're doing pretty good in football too. Uh, but I think in baseball, LSU is probably the leader in how to handle the portal and how to handle NIL. I think I think it's only going to get better every year. So you know, we may want to start booking those trips to Omaha on a yearly basis.
0: <laughs> yeah, sounds like a winner. Um, let's talk about some high school stuff, man. <clears throat> I was talking to Coach Rod yesterday, and was asking him about um, some of the teams in the area that he thinks are going to thrive. And he said, hey, look, man, I don't know if we're going to have any state champions or anything like that, but he also was mentioning, hey, I think that the floor is going to be raised. I think that a lot of the teams that were <clears throat> excuse me, were not as good are going to be better. He thinks a lot of the quarterback play is going to be better. He thinks some of the coaching moves that we've made are going to pay off. And he seems pretty optimistic that we're going to have more playoff teams this year than we did last of course, that's not a hard feat to accomplish with. we didn't have many last year. But what say you, man? I think he's right. I think that the floor is going to be better. A lot of these teams that were three and seven, maybe five and five. Some of the teams that are five and five might be six and four. I think we're going to see a lot of our teams make improvement.
5: I agree with that. I, I think you get into a situation where you have to sort of look around you, too, sometimes. For example, you may, and, and Brian probably has had this happen, where he thought, i got a pretty good basketball team coming back. I'm going to be pretty good. Then he looks around his district, and everybody's good, right? So at the end of the year, record-wise, you don't look as good, but you really weren't a bad team. It, the problem was was that the bar was sort of raised all around you, and somebody's got to lose. And listen, high school kids, once they lose a number of games in a row, they sort of start to shut it down, quite honestly, most times they do. And that being the case, it doesn't look good around you. I'm not saying that that won't happen in our area because, again, in talking to Julie yesterday, she has to go out there and sit at Hornville and Hand 7-on-7s, seven which they do it at night, and she said it looks really good, <laughs> you know. So I think the board is being raised everywhere. I think kids are just, quite honestly, bigger, stronger. And faster. they they, everywhere. Do I think that it's going to be better in the Bayou? From what I saw at 7-on-7, seven seven, I haven't seen kids like I saw yesterday in a long time. And that's even, again, a few kids at Centerville, a few kids at CCA. By the way, Jesse looks so comfortable. Jesse looks like he's in heaven at CCA, so good for him. And Ellen looked really good. You know, John Haslett had those kids playing well. The only team... <laughs> And I don't think he's going to mind me saying this. I hope he doesn't mind me saying it, but but it's the truth. The only team that look like, well, those kids don't look as bigger and stronger and whatever than all the rest of these kids was South Terrebonne. And then South Terbone starts doing seven on seven, and they look like a bunch of gnats who are running in and out of people. You know, good old South Terrebonne who never looks like it pregame, but then when they start playing, they kind of get after you. They look good when the drills started. So yeah, I would agree with you. I think I think it's I think it's gonna be a lot better in the area. Man, Terrible looks good. Terrible. Listen, you got Colin Villiard on one side and on the other side you got Quincy McKay who's only a junior. Next year he's gonna be signing out of SEC school. So is a team that may have the most talent that I've seen in quite a while all on one team.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I went to their spring game and I left with that same thought like they're going to be poised to make a big leap forward. Um, Let's talk about this. Uh, Let's let's talk about LSU again. I had Joe on the show yesterday and he was saying, hey, man, look, you're number one in the country all year long. You're getting everybody's best shot. Everybody's playing their best to try to beat you, to try to knock you off. He thinks that in the middle to late portion of the season, LSU just kind of got a little bit bored. And as a result, other teams kind of took it to him a little bit. And to be fair, he has been saying all year long, hey, look, when we get to May and June, LSU's going to be all right. He said that consistently all year. Um, Now you get into the NCAA tournament, your really poor pitching staff suddenly looks competent. Your offense is hitting the ball all over the place, and look, it. It took a little worry and a little struggle to get there, but the Tigers are in Omaha. They're playing well, hitting on all cylinders. And I got to think, with the exception of Wake Forest, they got to be one of the big dogs and one of the favorites to win it all.
5: Yeah, I I would agree with that. You know, I kind of mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago whenever they started the regional play that they're sort of built for that. Like the kids weren't going to be, like, overwhelmed by the limelight or the interview process that happens during the week. I think those kids have all been through it because they were so highly recruited that it's not as big a deal to them as it might be to some of these other teams. I would say that their side of the bracket's a little tougher, obviously, in the World Series, and I would think that you have to have a little luck that goes along with things. I mean, you know, we're sitting here right now thinking, hey, maybe you're a favorite, and then they go out there and they run schemes out on the mound and they play for two innings and they get a rain delay and schemes can't finish the game, kind of that, you know, scenario that Coach Johnson worried about against Kentucky. He probably doesn't, and they probably don't have as much control That being the coaches. So, yeah, things are going to happen when they're in Omaha, but I think, you know, probably as good a chance as anybody. I, obviously, Wake Forest and what they're doing is phenomenal. It's like Nintendo numbers. It's like, it's like unbelievable what they're doing. But I don't think Wake Forest has been to the World Series since, like, I don't know, 1950 or something. So that being said, I think once you get there, you sort of start seeing the bright lights, and that can be a little trouble. So I think that's where they run into a little problem. The team that scares me is Tennessee, man, because if guys don't care. Them guys, them guys think they own the world, and that's how you got to go into this thing. So I think Tennessee is going to be ready to play <laughs> in that game.
0: No, I agree. You got Tony Vitale on your on your team and or, or on your team as your coach, uh, leading your team. Um, he's got some swagger, he's got a little bit of arrogance about him, and I think that that, that truly is going to be a very tough game out of the gate. They've also got a guy in their bullpen that throws 102 or whatever, so they've got some of the overpowering stuff, um, which leads to the next question. And I think that you're going to be along the same lines as everyone else. I've asked everybody this question. You go skeins right out of the gate and make yourself maybe vulnerable against Wake Forest, or do you hold back? What do you do?
5: If I'm playing in a College World Series, my ace is throwing the first day. Yep. I don't care who I'm playing. I mean, I listen. It could as much as it worked out for them in you know against Tulane when they played in the regional and things just kind of happened to flow the rest of the way. It may not, but I can't imagine that in the College World Series with potentially the eight best teams in college baseball. I'm not saying somebody didn't sneak in there and. Maybe there's another team that just had a bad super regional or regional, but but obviously the top fifteen maybe teams in the country, you got the top eight there, and you're not going to throw your ace on that first day. So yeah, I don't I don't see it. And the fact is, is quite honestly, I think the hitting that goes on in this thing and the preparation is, is a little different. I, I don't think that Tennessee. We come out there and just pound schemes around. But I think they're going to play them better than they played the first time. I think they're going to try a few things. I think they probably plugged in the beginning of that South Carolina rain delay game from earlier in the year and maybe the Arkansas game when they played in the, uh, in the SEC tournament and just see well, what was their approach at the plate. How did they do this? If you stay away from the strikeout in baseball, I don't care what baseball it is, you always give yourself a chance. And I think that's what they're going to try and do on that day against Skeens. And, uh, now, listen, I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe it'll be Ty Floyd that, that day. It wouldn't, it wouldn't blow me out of the water with surprise, but, I, yeah, I think it's going to be Skeens.
0: <laughs> for sure, man. Look, Let me ask you this last question, then we'll let you go. I know it's a busy day for you guys. Um, after the Hall of Fame, uh, what's next? You know, I know you've told me, hey, man, you got these events that you guys are playing. What's next?
5: What's that? A beer and and sleep. Uh, I'm going to kind of lay back a little bit. Actually, kind of vacation time coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Not next week, but the week after. So kind of take it easy a little bit. But from the standpoint of high school sports, man, it never stops. It's seven on seven. It's basketball everywhere, which you guys know. It's uh, Swampland Baseball. The latest thing is, and I don't know if you guys down there at South Lafouche are doing it, but there's a 7-on-7 soccer league for the high school kids that's played at the Lakes in Homa And that starts each evening at about 4 o'clock. I don't know how these kids keep up with everything. I honestly don't. don't. I don't know how... I sure hope some of them just go on vacation and get away for a little while. I, yesterday, again, I'm sitting at 7-on-7. 7 7, learned a lot sitting with Julie, but there was one kid that I knew from South Terrebonne, actually coached his dad, and asked how he was doing, how your dad doing, and everything. And I said, so you're here? And he said, yep. He had to get ready because he was gone. He had a Swampland game that night. Actually, I asked Hallelujah, Lewis, why, why are you doing this in the morning when it's hot? He said. I lose half of my kids in the afternoon to either basketball or baseball. I got to do it now. So it's a lot. I give them a lot of credit, but I do hope some of those kids get away so that they don't get burned out.
0: Yeah, for, for sure, sure, man. Well, look, we thank you so much for the time. Good luck to you all tonight, and uh, we'll chat again soon.
5: Thanks, Casey. Y'all have a good week.
0: Yes, sir. That is Stan Gravott doing an excellent job. As always, let's catch a quick break when we get back. Coach and I will do a little talk segment, and then we'll get to Turtle at 1215. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this.
7: Hi, I'm Susan Wolverton, account executive for KLEB 1600 AM, the and Cajun. I have the experience to help you work out an effective marketing plan for your business. I will sit down with you and personalize an effective advertising plan to fit your budget today. Call me, Susan Wolverton, account executive for KLEB, 1600 AM, The Raging Cajun. Call me at
8: 798-7792. Call me! Hello, this is Rosie the Skunk for Atmos Energy. You might think I make a bad smell. I mean, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? After all, I'm a skunk. But my stinky fragrance is nothing compared to the rotten egg smell of a gas leak, because that could be dangerous. So if you think you smell a leak or encounter other signs such as hearing a hissing or blowing sound or seeing a vapor cloud, blowing dirt or bubbling water, do not smoke, talk on the phone, turn on or off equipment or vehicles or do anything that could cause a spark. Leave the area immediately, then call 911 and Atmos Energy. Atmos Energy will send a trained technician to investigate the situation. Take it from a skunk, gas leaks just plain stink. Seriously, there's no gray area here. When dealing with gas leaks, it's black and white. Yep, that's a little skunk humor there. For more information, visit atmosenergy.com slash gas safety. Thibodeau Regional, again
7: acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by health grades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System. Proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by Healthgrades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row.
2: It's Ram season at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. here
7: for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. If you own your own business and kept your employees working during COVID in 2020 and 2021, then you are most likely entitled to the employee retention credit that the federal government is offering small business owners. With the ERC grant, you can receive up to $26,000 per employee. And this is not a loan, and you do not have to pay it back. If you are a qualifying business, it is best to use an accounting firm that specializes in only ERC grant filing. RC Advisors can guide you through this process and we don't get paid unless you get paid. RC Advisors is now hiring referral specialists, full-time or part-time, work from home. We will supply you leads and make your own hours. All you do is send us a potential business that might want to apply for the grant and we do the rest. Time is running out to apply for this grant. So if you have questions, please call for a free consultation. 1-888-90-ERC-GRANT. That's 1-888- Nine zero three seven two four seven, or visit www.applyercgrant.biz to apply today.
2: Need to find a gift for that sportsman in your life this Father's Day? Whether dad paddles or fly casts, No Wake Outfitters has just the right gift to show them your appreciation for all they've done. And to show our appreciation for all those dads raising the next generation of anglers from now until Father's Day, we'll be selling $120 gift cards for only $100 so that dad can pick out his own fishing tackle or next fishing shirt. No Wake Outfitters, 1926 Airline Drive in Metairie
3: Education, prevention, care. At Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute, we're committed to impacting future generations through promoting healthcare education and disease prevention.
0: Our team specializes in athletic injury prevention and post care, using the latest techniques to help athletes perform at their best and stay in the game or get them back in action.
3: Discover more about how Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute provides healthcare for our community at tghealthsystem.com.
0: Welcome back to play by play here on KLEB Casey just clear here with coach Brian Colley. We've heard Stan's comments, man, that, that hall of fame thing, dude, that's really cool. Um, hearing some of the different stories and some of the different things about some of the men and women that are in that hall of fame. That's just incredible, man. They do such a good job of putting that thing on. And, um, I was invited to go, unfortunately, uh, different things going on. I didn't want to commit a ticket to it and not be able to go. Um, but, boy, that feels like an event that annually would be something to look forward to go and see.
1: Yeah, and a quick shout-out to the committee that has to pick these individuals to be on that Hall of Fame because that is not an easy task. And
0: Well, they're not that competent because I'm a member of it.
1: Okay, forget it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the credibility has just gone away. End of story.
1: But, no, that's no, – that that has to be a hard task with the amount of uh, of yeah. good athletes in our uh, local area in Terrebonne Parish to just to pick only a handful of them each year
0: no for sure it look they send out a ballot of 20 30 names or whatever and we got to pick like 6 or 7 um and yes it is very difficult and um what's crazy is some of the names that you leave off um are very worthwhile too so they've got a, a ton of people now and into the future, that are going to get into this thing, and it, it's not going to stop. I mean, you, Coach O's not in it. Uh, he hasn't even been on the ballot to be in it. Like there's, there's so many people that are very deserving that are going to someday. But that's have to
1: win. the area, or just you have to be from Terrebonne Parish or I... Bayou region. Bayou, okay, yeah,
0: Bayou region. So um, you know, Lafouche is represented. I think even yeah, assumptions represented. But it's that longtime volleyball coach, Coach Fusel is in there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly a great thing that they're doing. Um, man, I got to tell you, based on the conversations we've had on this show throughout the week, it's a consensus. They're going to throw skeins. According to our listeners, they're going to throw skeins the first game. I don't know if that's what the plan is. I know some of the fans on social media, maybe are debating that. I think it's the right thing to do, right? I, hell, I did a whole segment on it yesterday and then I likened it and then talked about, uh, talked about it, um, Bringing it full circle, you know, talking about you know health and personal. If you worry about tomorrow, dude, you're gonna lose today. And I really don't think that LSU's got the mentality or or the the you look they're maybe the most talented team there. I don't think that they've got the leeway to kick the can down the road. You're in the the doggone World Series, man. You got to win the game in front of you. You know, eight teams, eight teams left.
1: I mean, come on, you. uh, When you play with fire, you get burnt. And if the Tigers want to play with fire and try and throw their number two or and save screens for uh, the second game, uh, <coughs> a lot of times you get burnt. I, I would I would want that first game uh, victory under your belt and, and move on <coughs> from there and take game by game.
0: Did you see what the Oakland A's did yesterday or two days ago? Nope. So the Oakland A's are leaving Oakland. They're going to go to Las Vegas unless if something changes in the, in the dead of the night. <laughs> and they are notoriously known for having just terrible attendance, like four or 5,000 people at games type, type of bat. <laughs> but their fans have made it known, like we're boycott, like we're here. It's not that the A's don't have fans. We're here. We're boycotting this ownership group. We're boycotting the fact that you guys don't spend money. We're boycotting the fact that you guys are a poorly run organization. So two nights ago, what the A's fans did is they staged a reverse boycott, and they sold out the stadium just to prove, hey, we exist. We're here. And they made a crazy, rowdy environment for a reverse boycott, and the A's, who were at the time 18-50, and the worst team in baseball, Beat Tampa Bay, who's maybe Mm. the best team in baseball. Boy, you talk about like the movie major leagues where, you know, the the fans are revolting against the owner and the owner don't want the team to win. Like that's playing out in real life right now, man. It's crazy to see a reverse boycott and an A stadium that's usually empty suddenly randomly full. And they they got almost 30,000 people in there. And it was just really unique and really interesting to see.
1: Well, if they move to Las Vegas, the first thing that ownership should do is fire their PR guy. If you can't, whoever's in charge of ticket sales or whatever, the fans can sell out, but you can't. Yeah. I mean, come on. Just uh, need to make a move right there. But that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it is very
0: crazy, and it's very interesting to see. Um, Before we catch a break and get to Taylor, and I'm going to ask Taylor this question also. Rumors and whispers, Zion Williamson being floated for Scoot Henderson, who's going to be probably the number two pick in the draft behind. Uh, I call him Victor, whatchamacallit, the big French guy. Obviously, that's not his last name, Victor Um, Scoot Henderson is a guard slash forward, like a hybrid shooting guard, small forward type. He's playing in the G League right now. He's supposedly going to be a really good scorer, a really explosive player. <laughs> um, would you be willing to give up on a 22 year old superstar who has had all sorts of drama to get another 19, 20 year old superstar and try to hit the reset button. Would you be willing to do that? If that offer presented itself?
1: Yes, I think so. But I think the Pelicans have to look within their organization also. And, uh, Zion's not the first athlete that comes to New Orleans that has problems.
0: He's not the only athlete on this team. It, who was, who's got that. Brandon so, Ingram's the same.
1: Uh, so maybe instead of looking at players, look elsewhere within your organization and see what the heck is going on. But uh, Zion, as every hour passes, it, it seems like his uh, support, I guess, in the fan base is starting to uh, get less and less people have enough of him uh, all these shenanigans that he does and uh, it's time you produce on the court or you're out and uh, I, I think it's a good deal where they are starting to at least shop him around and that might send a message if he wants to really be here in New Orleans or not
0: the thing that's concerning is that and look I don't know when the commercial was recorded or filmed or whatever so don't call and say that I don't know all the information. I'm saying out front, I don't know all the information. But he was on that soft drink commercial with Angel Reese recently and looked like a sumo wrestler. Like, he's still not in shape. <clears throat> and I take offense to that because I'm down 10 pounds right now just myself without changing a diet, without getting a personal trainer. Like, it can be done. Much less a 22-year-old who has access to all of the resources in the world. He could get a dietitian. He could get a trainer. He could get whatever he needs, so for him to consistently and constantly look like a Goodyear blimp is not good enough. It's not good enough, and it leads me to believe that I don't know how much he actually loves the game, I don't know how much he actually wants to win, and I tend to think at the end of the day that the thing Zion likes the most is the check that he gets every two weeks. Man, I think he likes the fame, I think he likes that his name's out there, but I don't know how dedicated he is to taking it to the highest level.
1: Well, he's proven he's not dedicated, and uh, shop him around. And if you get an offer that you like, take it and get rid of him. Uh, if if there's no offer that you like, and I mean, I guess he stays around another year and see what happens. But uh, it, it's time to, uh, something happens in New Orleans with this situation because it's uh, drawn out way, drawn on for way too long and what. The other, you think about it, Casey. Other organizations would not have put up with this nonsense alone, right? Why in New Orleans?
0: Well, the concern is is that if you trade him to, let's say, Charlotte, who was that's the rumor was they got the number two pick, then he goes, and who's the team owner in Charlotte? Okay, that's Michael Jordan. Well, then you, obviously there'd be a concern that. Michael Jordan would finally get through to this kid and get him in shape, and then he would end up being one of the best players in the entire NBA, and then you look like a dummy. But if it's not happening in New Orleans, man, that might just be the risk that you have to take. Yeah, or send him
1: to Canada. Send him to Toronto.
0: go, yeah. <laughs> Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll go to Taylor Griffin. It's play-by-play on K We'll be right back after this.
6: Do you remember recess? Our children may not because teachers and schools are judged on how well our kids are prepared to take a one-size-fits-all standardized test. Teachers must teach the test. It's not the same as actual learning. And worse, teachers can't get kids out of the classroom and on the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. Employers look for those things. They can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. The truth is teachers should be in charge and parents But we're 2,500 teachers short because we don't pay them or let them do their jobs. So pay them. Let them do their jobs. You may say, this is common sense. You'd be right. My name is Hunter Lundy. I paid for this ad because I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian and an independent. Let's let kids learn about life before they're old enough to be in it. And I mean it.
4: Rev
0: is creating the next evolution in communication. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. The next level in communications. That's what we call revolutions. And the revolution is closer than you think. Welcome to Rev. Learn more at Let'sRev.com.
3: Tune in weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. for the best Cajun music anywhere on this planet on the Hot Sauce Express. This all brought to you in part by Hilario Brothers Marine Hardware Supply, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, and Golden Motors. Don't forget, that's the Hot Sauce Express weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. right here on The Ray Agent Cajun. Kaley B. 102.7 and 1600 a.m.
7: Some days you just feel off, anxious, low, on edge, and vaping nicotine can make days like this worse and more common because nicotine throws off the natural balance of neurotransmitters in your brain like dopamine and serotonin which affects
0: your mood so you feel more unhappy and less like yourself.
4: Are you okay?
6: Yeah I'm fine.
0: Learn more at BehindTheHazeLA.com. Sponsored by
3: Louisiana Department of Justice.
2: Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely, especially when they describe the very best in daily money management? At SL Bank, our Simply Free Checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free Checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank, member FDIC.
7: Cheers! Cheers, please!
0: Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here joined in studio with Coach Brian Kiley. We go to the phone lines, and we have Mr. Taylor Griffin on the line. Turtle, what's good, man? How we doing today?
9: Hey, doing just fine. How y'all
0: doing? We doing good, brother. Uh, Look, we got to lead off with it. People are waiting for it. You and I made fun of the Denver Nuggets. I did multiple segments calling them the million-dollar man, meaning that they were the team that put over the team that would win the title. Then we had fun and we said, oh, well, they're not Chick-fil-A. They're just Nuggets. They're not Raising Canes. They're just Nuggets. Whatever it may be, the Nuggets are NBA champions. They won the NBA Finals decisively four games to one, and they proved both of us wrong, brother. I got a feeling I got to go make a trip to McDonald's today because I think I owe them one.
9: Yes, yes, indeed. I do wish to admit my wrongdoings, my faults, and my incredibly incorrect predictions apologize to the fans and the people of the city of denver the nuggets did their thing they deserve all the praise in the world they are the nba champions i cannot believe i'm saying that but man they proved that they were the best team overall (laughs) and yeah i guess today i gotta go to mcdonald's burger king wendy's i gotta go somewhere and get some cheap nasty chicken nuggets and eat my words because they sure did prove me wrong. Congrats
0: to them. I know one thing to not do: do not make a bet with Brian Colley about whether or not he could eat forty chicken nuggets because Brody did that once and it didn't go so well. <laughs> that,
9: I, I did not. I never heard that story, but I, I'd
0: love to. I I'm, know I'm about sure. How
9: not well it went.
1: I'm sure it's on film somewhere.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's on film somewhere. <laughs> We can maybe send you that. Um, But anyway, man, look, let's talk about this. Um, Jokic, dude, he's such a unique player. Um, (laughs) Don't know that the sport has seen anything like him. Like, he gets assists. He's a a point guard on offense, but he's a center on defense. And when he needs to be a center on offense and go in the paint, he could do that too. And look, here's the thing that I took from this, and I actually talked about it on Facebook. You probably saw it the humility like they win the championship and and like everybody is is you know um usually you would be on instagram live and you'd be dancing you'd be cutting up and he's like talking to the heat players making sure that they're good and he's in the locker room they're trying to teach him how to shake the champagne and he's like nah bro like i just want to go home dude like he's the one of the most (laughs) humble guys that i've ever seen man it's crazy
9: yeah yeah uh I, uh, I've i never seen anything like it. Yeah, he definitely deserves a big pat on the back, you know, just for being such a good, humble person, good sport. So, like, just all, all of those good things we all love to talk about, you know, shaking hands with the Heat players before he celebrated with his own teammates. And then, you know, just. He wasn't dancing. He wasn't jumping around. He, I didn't see him in any sort of dog pile or anything. And it was just like, okay, the the, the job is done. Like we're we're good. Like what? Uh, I'm ready to go home now. Like he's just ready to take a break. And it's it's crazy to me. And I'm not bad mouthing it. It's just I've never seen anything so not what you expect. Like on that level. You know, after accomplishing something like that, like, he just looks so uninterested in spraying the champagne and just doing the foo in the locker room. And he was, the press conference after. It was like you could see his heart shatter, like, oh, the parade's on Thursday. Like, no, 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 I, I need to go home. Like, the dude just wants to go see his family and friends back home, hug them, catch up he wants to go do his he wants to go pet his horses and do his little horse racing thing that he's into like he's such a unique character and it's yeah it's absolutely mind blowing to see but also a nice breath of fresh air of like yeah there's still some some cool people out there who are just like you know right, the job's done we did what we gotta do like now I just wanna go be with my family and relax like and not to say there's anything wrong with celebrating and spraying champagne. Like, dude, if I was in that position, I'd probably get a tattoo of like, you know, 2023 NBA champs. I don't have any tattoos on my body. I would do something. I would do something incredibly wild like that. Probably that night, and I'd be spraying champagne and dancing. And yeah, uh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it because I'd be doing it. But to see the complete opposite end of the spectrum that Jokic is. is displaying like it's it's really cool in a weird way like uh, i'm happy for him and, and i hope he's happy he doesn't look very happy but i really hope he realizes what he just accomplished and i'm happy for him.
0: well that was the thing that i thought of whenever i was watching all the stuff after the game is like i just get the feeling this dude's gonna retire young because i don't know how much he actually likes playing like he's over there like they're talking about the parade and stuff and he's like nah dude like i, I really don't want to go and and they asked him about the MVP trophies. Like, yeah, I don't know where it is. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just a shtick, and maybe you know that's just the way that he is. And he's super driven and super motivated. But I left watching that thinking, like, we only got a couple more years left of this dude. Because I think he might retire young. I don't know how much he enjoys playing.
9: Yeah, it, exactly. I, I. That's you know you wonder if he's just doing the math in his head. Like he's got that uh like that Walter White breaking bad goal like look once i hit this much money i'm out like i'm just this is the this is the dollar amount uh, when i hit my career goal i'm totally done i'm dropping everything and i'm going home like uh, i'm wondering if that's even on his mind i'm wondering if it's like you know i got to put this much money into these horses and i got to buy this house for this family member back in serbia and I wanna just be able to do this and build a you know, build a school in Serbia. Who who knows what's going on in his mind? But I feel like he just he just has that goal, like what once I hit this, I'm out. Like, that's it. And it's it's a scary thought, but like yeah, it's it's kinda cool when you think about it. Like this dude's basketball is not the most important thing to him and he's the best freaking player in the world right now. How crazy is that?
0: So i got to ask you this question. Uh, It's been floated around the Internet, and reportedly the Pelicans have at least a little bit of interest in talking about it. Um, Zion Williamson for the number two pick in the draft, which is likely to be Scoot Henderson. It's a G League guy who's very highly thought of. Um, He's not Victor Winnowamba, but he's supposed to be a star player too. If you're New Orleans management, if you're New Orleans front office, are you willing to give up on a 22-year-old superstar to hit the reset button and try to get like a twenty-year-old superstar at a different position.
9: Man, I would need a little more. I don't think, like I said, I, I know Zion's life is an absolute circus right now, especially this this last week about he just just can't behave. But anyway, um, I would need like yeah that number two pick and maybe. Plus, like one player who's established and and ready to go, uh, you know, there's got to be something. Maybe the number two pick and a future first rounder, a future second rounder. Like I need more than just here's Zion, <laughs> here's one pick. Good luck. I, I would It's worth exploring, yes, but I, I would I would want a little more out of it.
0: So here's the fear: um, is that look. You you read between the tea leaves here, or read between the lines. The owner of the Charlotte Hornets, of course, is Michael Jordan, and and my biggest fear, if I'm New Orleans, is okay, you ship this guy to Charlotte. Michael's gonna you know put his foot in his rear end and get him in shape, and then he's gonna turn into a man child, and like that's what I would be concerned of. Is yeah, I think Scoot Henderson and a proven player is a great return, but boy, there is a, a chance here that if you let go of of the biggest fish in the pond that he becomes the biggest fish in the pond and then he gets over these injuries and then you could potentially make a really big mistake.
9: Well, then, at that point, you know, now that you brought that up, uh, I know I've seen this before. I can't remember if it was NBA, NFL, but could you not have stipulations on, you know, the future draft picks that come with this? In addition... Besides the number two overall, I would also want future draft picks and they get better depending on Zion's performance. You know, that <coughs> kind of There's gotta be something like that. Like like if Zion sucks, then I only get next year's second round from you. But if he does well, then I get next year's first round from you. I, I don't know. There's there's gotta be there's gotta be more to it. Some conditional parts of the trade. Um And look, to take this a step further with what you brought up about Michael Jordan, as awesome as a player as he was and a great businessman that he is with his Jumpman brand, man, he's just proven time and time again how not good of a GM he is. Like, I just don't think he could get through to Zion. I think think Michael Jordan's way of doing things is, is long gone, and nobody wants to work like him. That mentality is is, is for I I don't see him getting involved and hands-on and you know having this this movie this storybook movie moment with Zion and whipping him into shape like no man like I don't think those guys respect Michael Jordan like that and I I think his time has passed uh, it's he's He's not a good GM. He's, he's not a good owner. He's, he's not good at anything in his post-playing career. I don't, I don't, I don't worry about that at all. I, I don't fear what he could do with Zion once he gets him.
3: Well,
1: Turtle, uh, my issue is if he would go to Charlotte and say uh, Michael Jordan can whip him into shape or if he goes any, to any other organization and they whip him into shape, why can't New Orleans do it? Uh, th- that's my issue with this is, uh, you know, come on, g- get this guy into shape or just, just, you know, you get him out. But if other teams can do it, and it's, it's, you see other people leaving New Orleans before and they go different places and have success, why can't it happen in New Orleans?
9: Uh, you're right. That, that's an excellent point that I have no idea how to answer. I mean, does this go back to incompetent medical staff and training staff? Uh, i think that's that's part of the answer to your question but why can't we do it man i i don't know do we need a new coach and gm at this point uh, or, that's uh that that's a really tough one to answer but again it's zion still has to want to do it so i just i don't really have a huge fear of anyone really getting him right i uh-uh. i <laughs> Especially after this week, I think – I just – I don't see it. I don't think he'll ever completely straighten up and just be what we thought he was going to be.
1: Part of the answer could be let football people worry about football and basketball people worry about basketball.
9: Yeah. That, that – uh, <laughs> Yeah. That's, that is a good way to put it, too.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that, brother. Um, look, let's talk about a little LSU baseball. They're going to the College World Series. I don't know how much you followed it, but, man, it's an LSU team – that is super talented. Uh, you know, they got the the number one pick in the draft, probably the number two pick in the draft as well. Um, man, it's exciting. You know, I, I can't think of a time in LSU history <clears throat> where there's so much to be excited about, and I think it's warranted. I think football's going to be really good. Baseball's got the right coach in there. Women's is off of a title. Men's basketball's building it. Gymnastics is great. Like Up and down the board, man, LSU athletics are just humming right now.
9: You're right, you're right. I, I can't I can't think of any other time either just where just across so many sports overall, like what a time to be a Tiger fan. It's it's amazing. And yes, I've uh I know you and I have talked about it before. I don't typically do T V baseball too much until we get to this point in the season and then you know, as soon as the conference tournament starts, I'm tuned in. And then I watched all of the regionals, all of the super regionals that I was I was watching other teams that the Tigers weren't even involved with. Like this is a fun time to be a college baseball fan. And yeah, I mean, here's hopefully the Tigers go to Omaha, do their thing and just steamroll through everyone. I mean, I don't I don't see you know, I worry if they do what they're supposed to do to get to Wake Forest in the next round, uh, that's that's gonna be a nerve wracking game. That'll that'll be a test. That'll we'll uh I know all year they've been tested. All year they've been, okay, the Tigers are for real. But if you could go to Omaha and do it in a neutral side and, and beat Wake Forest, who's, you know, supposed to be the number one team, that'll be, that'll be very telling to see how the rest of the week is going to go. But, again, they still got to take care of business and win that first-round game. But, yeah, either way, super exciting time. What a time to be a Tiger fan.
0: Nichols is coming to Tiger Stadium in 2024, man. I know that's awfully exciting for you as a, as a Nichols guy, but also an LSU guy. That's going to be a special day, man. It'll be the first time that the university makes that trip. It was supposed to happen in 2020, but COVID ruined it. I was glad to see that LSU went out of their way to make good, to make sure that Nichols could get that payday and that experience. It's going to be a lot of fun next year, man.
9: Yeah, man, that's awesome. I didn't even realize that. I will definitely be. Uh, yeah, if any of uh, you administrators are listening, I'm definitely going to be contacting y'all to get some some tickets through Dickles. I'll be in Death Valley
0: that day. Yeah, look, let, let's talk a little WWE. Um, I know you said you haven't watched a whole lot lately when we were talking off the air, but they're continuing forward. You know, the kind of the bloodline separation, and you know, Jimmy and Jay, are you know, kind of turning on Roman or whatever it may be. Um, but they're also kind of sort of still together too and it just kind of stringing us along. Do you think that we're ever going to see a full-blown, all-the-way split or do you think it's going they're going to just continue? Because look, man, that's the way families are in real life. Sometimes we're more united than others. Sometimes we're bickering. Sometimes we're arguing. But very rarely do we just completely separate from one another, right? So I feel like the way they're doing it right now where there's just some drama but they're still somewhat united, that's probably the most realistic way to tell the story, man.
9: Dude, you you took the words right out of my mouth. It's it's just like real life families. They're gonna bicker. They're gonna fight. They're gonna look like they're gonna split. They're gonna <coughs> super kick each other. You know, even though that doesn't happen in a whole lot of real life families. Yeah, they're gonna. It's all part of the storytelling, man. And it's um, you know, you'll have a little two three week run where it looks like everything's gonna implode, and then the next big pay per view. You know they'll unexpectedly help each other out and then they'll have a big hug and a big moment at the end. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's all part of the story. It's, it's, it's a work of art. It, it's, it's very captivating right now. And, you know, I don't know what SummerSlam's going to bring. I don't know what shocking moment we could expect, but it, it's definitely going to be something with it being one of one of the big four, uh, premium live events. And, that's uh and that, that's just what they do man. The WWE tells stories like no other and it's uh I could very well see the bloodline doing their thing you know until it's time for one of them to retire be it you know old age or, or injuries or whatever it is. I don't think they'll ever really truly split completely and just go a different direction. I think they'll always be involved with each other for the, till the end of their careers.
0: I saw something that I think you'll find interesting. And, and maybe this is completely off base, maybe this isn't real life, but the XFL lost sixty million dollars in their first season. And you know, no matter how rich you are, you lose sixty million dollars, that's a big hit. Now, the rock has more money than Jesus. We know that. Sixty million dollars to him is like twenty or thirty bucks to you or I. But people are also competitive and they want to recoup their losses. What would be an easy way for The Rock to make old ten, fifteen million dollars? to wrestle at Wrestlemania and there are a lot of people that are whispering that because some of his business ventures lately have not gone as well he might look for that little shot in the arm and come on home and try to rebuild some of that brand partner um, I know that we do this often and we often get let down but the, they're whispering again
9: like I said last time we talked about this I've got one more year of a little bit of faith in him. If he doesn't do it at 40, he will never do it. But this is it. This is, you know, every five years, every 10 years, they try to do something a little more spectacular at WrestleMania 40 would be a hell of a time for him to come back, you know. And, yeah, you brought up an excellent point. Uh, that would be a good way. That would be a, a fast, easy, quick $10, 15000000 million. You know, get in there have a nice knockdown drag out 20 minute classic uh he's that opens up the door for new merch that's new merch deals that's probably another million or two in the pocket that's you know that's more he's going to be having more social media traction that that's that's going to be more more cash flow you know that, that there's a lot to think about you know outside of just the paycheck from wwe for stepping into the ring i mean if he if he really wants to recoup some money fast, that's that's a heck of a way to do it, man. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I would have never thought that. But it's, it's all the more reason for the whispers to turn into rumors and the rumors to turn into truth. So I, I hope it does all come to fruition and we finally, finally get to see it.
0: <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, look, uh, SmackDown is coming to New Orleans in, I think, July. And Roman is booked to appear in that show are you going to see the, the Tribal Chief? Are you going to acknowledge the Tribal Chief in New Orleans?
9: Man, I, I typically do. I I didn't really look into it yet. And the last few uh, Smackdowns and Raws that I went to at the Smoothie King Center, I actually had no intention of going until the day of, and I just happened to get lucky looking on StubHub like, oh, this guy. This couple of seats on the floor this person's looking to get rid of for a pretty good price i don't know if i want to roll the dice again and try to get floor seats at the last minute or just go ahead and bite the bullet and just buy normal tickets uh, ahead of time but it's uh yeah if if i have nothing going on if i don't have anything booked already yeah whitney and i will probably be there i don't i don't see why not because the the live events in person are like extremely fun. I mean, you get you get to see it from a different point of view. You know, you get to see little things that aren't on TV, and just hearing everything—it's a—it's a really cool atmosphere. It's—it's it's a cool event to be a part of.
0: So, so, Whitney's a fan, also.
9: Yeah, yeah, just just enough to like for her to not look at me and roll her eyes and like, <laughs> okay, this is stupid. Like, dude. We went to WrestleMania 34, like, her all-time favorite, Undertaker. who when the lights went off, like, she uh, just went, she went nuts. She popped. She, like, freaked out, grabbed my arm. Oh, my God, oh, my God, he's here. Like, yeah, she's... She's definitely enough of a fan to be like, like, I have to include her in my plans if I'm going to an event. Yes.
0: Right on, dude. Look, look I've always thought that she was a cool gal, but now, hey, plus five, man, that's awesome. That, that's really cool to hear. I didn't realize that.
9: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. She'll uh, she'll watch she'll watch the premium live events with me. I mean, like I said, it, it, it's hard it's hard for, for for me to constantly keep up with every Raw and every SmackDown, but you know. I don't miss any of the pay per views, and she'll she'll pretty much
0: watch all of those with me. I mean, she's she's got an idea what's going on. Awesome, awesome. Well, look, dude. Um, Michael Jordan's flu game sneakers got auctioned today for one point three eight million dollars. So, my question for you is: Are you like, are you a collector? Or are you a guy that likes to, you know, get random stuff like that? Are you a guy that likes to get autographs or whatever? Because look, a lot of people often ask me, with as big of a sports fan as I am, like, oh, do you have some cool stuff? And I'm not interested in that at all, and I don't know why. But I, I like I'm not interested in in buying memorabilia or buying you know like the net that was used in the national champ. I, I never have been into that stuff. Are you?
9: I've never been into buying it, but I've always been. I mean, this this may make me sound like a terrible person, but I guess kind of a scavenger mentality. Like like if I have. You know, one of my older uncles or someone has like, man, I got all these baseball cards from the '70s and '80s in a binder. Like, I'm about to throw this in the in the fireplace. Like, what? Like, no, 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 no. Give them to me. Let me go through them. You know, I'll collect small sports memorabilia like that. Like, dude, I went to the Final Four. Like, Dickie V signed my ticket. Like, I'm I'm always gonna hold on to that. That's but cool. But as far as like, yeah, it, it was it was really cool. As far as going on eBay and going to these conventions and looking for, you know, game-worn, game-used memorabilia and spending a premium amount on it, no nah, man, I'm kind of like you. It was never really my thing. I mean, if it would be reasonable and affordable, like maybe, I don't know, maybe if I had more money, but like I, I look at, you know, a three hundred dollar autographed eight by ten of Shaq, and it's like, man, I could buy a lot of chicken thighs with that. You know, like, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just thinking about like filling up my freezer. Like, man, three hundred dollars. Like, me and me and Whitney could like go to like have some. We could have like some really nice seats at a fun concert or a fun experience that we'll remember forever. Like, I'd rather spend money on experience in things but uh you know like i said if i have an opportunity to get my hands on something cool for free or cheap you know i'll take pictures with those people all day but like i'm once the moment's over once the in-person opportunity is over i'm not going out of my way to like collect expensive memorabilia if that makes
0: sense no look and i'm exactly the same way if we go to an indie show and Jerry Lawler's there, and he's taking pictures in the ring for 10 bucks. And, yeah, I'll give him 10 And I've actually done that before. Uh, oh,
9: same. I did that with Mick Foley and Thibodeau. 25 bucks. <laughs> we got in the ring. We put a sock on our hand, and we, we took a group pig with, with Mick Foley. It was awesome. But, like, that, that's where it ends right there.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we're on the same page there. Brother, Thank thanks so much for the time, man. We'll chat again soon. Partner. Have a great rest of the week.
9: Yes, indeed. Y'all have a good one. And, as always, go Tarps and God bless America.
0: Yes, sir. Always get some fun stuff out of Taylor. We're talking about how we're putting socks. I would have put a sock on my hand to go chat with, hang out with Mick Foley for sure, man.
1: Well, if you're not, you're not going to collect things when Turtle goes <laughs> to this wrestling event in New Orleans, yeah. And when he jumps in the ring, can we? Uh, I'll, I'll take his shoes. <clears throat> we were,
0: <laughs> we were once planning a wrestling event centered around Turtle. Like, yes, seven, eight years ago. Like this is a real thing. He was going to be active and competing. Uh, look
1: that would be a great fundraiser
0: i agree mustang mike if you're listening i know sometimes you do listen come hold the show in uh in cutoff at the youth center la rose at the civic center or lockport recreation well that's probably not big enough but yeah man we gotta we gotta still figure that out i know it once would have been a fundraiser for basketball now uh could be a fundraiser for something else maybe the Maybe the fundraiser for the outdoor freezer fund, yeah. <laughs> like Turtle was saying, "No, I have buy me a lot of chicken yeah. thighs." Uh, but no, we thank him so much for the time. Uh, what What about you? Are you a collector, man? I, I I'm not. I, I can't get into that stuff. Like to me, it holds no significance. I here's the things that I collect. I collect, and it's not even really collections, but like I like to watch old games. I like. I do have a little bit of baseball cards and stuff. Um if I could find random, like, I like I like old stuff. So, like, I like um, old wrestling T-shirts from the 80s. I like to watch, like, old matches. or like, I'm more of an old-school type of person. But in terms of, like, oh, I'm going to pay $5,000 for a LeBron James rookie card, no, man, that, I, I don't no. care about any of that stuff. And I don't know that the people that collect it really care so much as it's just a business transaction. They know, hey – I pay five grand for this in two years, it's going to be worth seven grand. And then they sell. Like it's more of a business type thing for them, but I I don't get into that stuff.
1: There's a few things I collect. A couple of. I have a couple of uh, football helmets, uh, some Saints helmets. uh, Yeah, I have a couple
0: of helmets as well, thanks to my buddy here to my left.
1: And uh, so there's a few things that I collect with uh, helmet wise, but I have a baseball card collection from when I was young. Uh, I, I have some, and this is. Years ago, you'd go to a store, you can buy a, a pack of football, basketball, baseball cards, whatever it is, and they had a stick of gum yeah. that was in those cards, cool. in that pack. And I have some, <coughs> the pack is not open. It's still-
0: Wow, that's pretty neat.
1: Has that, that uh, even, I mean, you can see it, right? and you would smell it, the, the gum in there. Yeah. So I have some of those still not, not even open. So I have yeah, a little card collection.
0: One of the things that I do collect, and it's not really so much of a collection, as more of I just had them when I was a kid and never got rid of them. Boy, I must have, oh, my God, about 400 WWE action figures of The Rock and Bret Hart. And, I mean, all of my toys as a kid, I never – like, they're still packed up. I still got all of them. And every once in a while, we'll break them out. And, oh, man, I got so much of that stuff. Um, baseball cards are actually coming back, Um they had really really died down in the 2000s <clears throat> but kids are starting to get back into that which i think is pretty neat and pretty cool because i know for me as a kid that was one of the ways that i was able to keep up with what was going on you know you you would learn about this player that player because <clears throat> there was no internet to google the stats but if you had the player's card just look on the back of the card and you could see a stat so i think that it's really neat that that's starting to come back i know several people who are or um Young in their teens, or maybe even before, who are into that stuff again.
1: Yeah, and I have some that's very near and dear to my heart. is some these cards where before, like computers and stuff, you mentioned my dad would would, would buy these books and he would uh, tell you the value of each card. They had the numbers yeah. on them and oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, he cataloged <laughs> a bunch of cards in his own handwriting. Yeah, that's cool. That I have. And it had back then uh, the price of each card. And how long it took him to do that, I believe. No, really and cool. he gave like each son, he had a, a, a binder full of them. So that, that's one thing that I have that I cherish a lot. For
0: sure, man. That's really cool. Who were, okay, you grew up in what, the 70s? Mm hmm. Who were, who were some of the big baseball players at that time?
1: I, I remember, I know I have like Mark McGuire, rookie card. So so um, and, and, and i and and I'm sure to have some before that but I know when I started collecting these cards
0: You must have been growing up in the the Pete Rose big red machine yes, time, huh? Yeah. Yes. Johnny
1: Bench and okay. all, all those guys, yeah.
0: <laughs> See me it was um you know, the Braves, Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, Avery, Andrew Jones, Chipper Jones and then the Yankees had Jeter, and then I was, uh, you know, I was a very young child whenever. And actually, I I say I don't collect, and I'm listing all the things that I collect. Um, I have some old, I remember every day, my neighbor at the time, Mrs. Laura Roos, she would get the Times-Picayune delivered <clears throat> to her home, and she would save them for me. And during, and I have to get this out. It's in the closet. I have to get this out. It's actually pretty cool. During the Mark McGuire-Sammy Sosa race to 62 home run chase, Um, every day I would cut out the little snippet of, you know, hey, McGuire hits 58th, Cardinals win. And I got all that stuff in a folder somewhere. And then I I remember the times Yoon did, the day that he hit the 62nd home run, in the big, big declared war font, it had 62. And then below it, it has McGuire makes history. And it's a picture of him touching home plate or whatever. So I still got all that. Um, It's a shame to me that, and I get it. Um you know they were using and they were abusing and whatever it wasn't genuine, it wasn't authentic. But we forget how big of a deal in the country that was at the time. Like I remember on Fox or ESPN or whatever like let's say the the Royals are playing the Yankees or let's say they're showing hockey or whatever they would break out of live programming to show you Maguire's oh, yes. at bat. Like It was a big deal in America. And, I, and it just sucks that we don't look fondly on that time anymore because I know for me as a kid, that whole summer I was glued to it. And I was a more of a McGuire guy than a Sosa guy because I didn't like the Cubs much. <clears throat> but, boy, every time one of them would hit a home run, whew, that was that was big time national news, man. Pete
1: Rose is a uh, game uh, hit hit streak. How many consecutive games he oh, hit? Tons. That man. was uh, Cal Ripken
0: Jr. That's a record, the, by the way, that will uh, never, yeah, never, never be broken. But because
1: getting back real quick to these cards, when we were young, I mean young, young, we would take these cards and take a clothespin and put them on uh, the, <coughs> like the spokes of your the wheel of your your, your bicycle tire to make noise. When we were. <laughs> I,
0: see, I didn't and, do that.
1: Oh my goodness! And. I mean, we would do that and we wouldn't think twice about keeping these cards. And how many, who knows what cards we could have had.
0: Look, did you ever do this? Uh, um, me and it's actually a guy that you coached me and my cousin, Scotty Bury, we would do this. We would get a pack. <laughs> in a pack would be like old 15, 20 NBA cards and we would sort through them or whatever. And then we would kind of go in our separate corners. He would go in the right side of the room. I'd go in the left side of the room. We'd kind of, you know, sort everything out. And we would meet in the middle, and I'd lay out my five best, he'd lay out his five best, and we'd debate who had the best team out, who would win if that were a real game. I remember often doing that, We arguing, oh, oh, I got Jordan, you got you – oh, know, yeah, we would often have those debates.
1: Yeah, growing up with four boys, we didn't have to have <laughs> those cards to have arguments. <laughs> but, but, yeah, we did all sorts of things with those cards, and, uh, yeah, I, I still got a bunch of them still in packs and a complete set still wrapped up not even open. So uh, it's a lot more valuable
0: Absolutely. not knowing what's in there. Absolutely. Look, uh, I'm going to give you some betting picks, then we'll get out of here. A couple of folks have texted, hey, like, bro, you all right? Like, I hear you. Call. Yeah, we're we're doing good, man. We're fighting through it. I'm taking some medication. It's loosening things up. We're coughing a little more, but I am okay. Uh, thanks so much for the concern. Um, Rays minus one and a half over the Oakland A's today. Um, I think they're going to get the win. I also like today – Give me the Twins, minus one and a half over the Tigers. I think the Twins are going to get a win. Um, give me over nine and a half runs for the Braves and the Rockies. The Braves are throwing a 20-year-old, and their offense is great. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of runs scored in that one. <laughs> um, Otani's pitching, so I like the Angels today, plus 104, they're actually an underdog, so I really like that one today. And then I like the Dodgers, minus 146 money line over the White Sox. Partner, thanks so much for coming in, man. You help us pass the time during these shows, make things more interesting, bro. Yep, and enjoyed it. Absolutely. We want to thank Stan Gravois for the time. We want to thank Taylor Griffin for the time. We want to thank you guys so much for the time. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. Uh, tomorrow's Friday, uh, so that means we'll have Chandler for sure. Damien's been busy on Friday, so I'm not gonna, I'm not going to announce that he'll be here, but if he's free, we'll try to get him on and uh, we'll keep the train rolling. Tomorrow, College World Series heavy. I'll preview all of the matchups, not just LSU. I'll preview all of the matchups as the College World Series actually begins tomorrow. Um, So looking forward to it. Looking forward to having a lot of fun. Casey, just going to wrap it up. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Love you guys. God bless.